Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do something a little bit unusual, which is um, we're gonna do halacha tetzvah, which is very small halacha. Tough and alpha for yidvav tetzvah. Now, now, now I'm out already. And then that's fine. Don't worry about it. And then we're gonna go back to, to finish something from halacha yidalah, which is really not really related, but it's connected enough that we're gonna do it. Kisu shabarzo. If you have a cover of metal, in halacha yidalah, I talked about a cover, a metal cover on a pot of liquid. Now if you have kisu shabarzo from mishimus alacharora. Kitchen efforts, a, a cover, a metal cover that you put on top of a baking pan when you when you bake something. Kitchen efforts are here that it bakes on top of the stove. Then Torah Liban, so you have to leave into that pan. Meaning, Halacha Yudalad had said if you put the cover on a pot, you have to do Hagol to consider to be in the creation. And now it says if you have a cover on top of a pan that you bake on, then you have to leave into that cover. So the question, of course, is um, why did you leave them? The pan, the cover is not touching the food. The cover, it's, it's a baking pan. It's not, so in, in the last halacha, when there's liquids, pour, you know, there's vapors all over the place. Hevel hakadeiro is considered like it's all in the liquid. But over here, it's just, it, there's a loaf of bread on the bottom, or there's a cake on the bottom, and you have a cover on it, why should you have to leave into it? So it's a mugger from, it's a kasha, as you can imagine. So the mugger from says two answers. First answer is that sometimes the pan, the cover, ends up touching the food. Let's say if the cake gets a little too high or something happens during the baking, it rises up a little bit. Whatever happens, it'll end up touching it since that happens sometimes. So therefore, you have to leave into it because there are times that, it's, that you're baking the, that the cover is touching it. I've got to say, the question is, of course, because Liban, you know, one of the rules of Liban is that it has to be touching the food. If you have an oven, when you have a Liban, it's only when the thing that touches it, not if it's just um, in the same chamber. So, so if you take a hot food, so let's say, let's say, let's say hot food is always just that when you put it on something, then it's No, if it's off the fire, then it doesn't. Right, right. But fire. here it's on the fire. Here it's baking. So the mother says there are times that the food will, I'm, I'm, I'm a little exaggerating with it, but there are times that the food will, let's say the, the hollow gets a little too big and it hits the top. And it's during the baking, you know it's just the food. Since the food is still on the fire, you know, don't touch the food and he's leaving. As opposed to what? Touching the food. As opposed to no. As opposed to what else could it touch if not for the food? As opposed to like the case of no one did ever got like a grill in between the fire and the food. Oh right, that's correct. Even if the fire is not in between them, but it's on the other side, that's also yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he says. So the other problem says one is that happens sometimes. So to that, I'm going to pause for a second. The Shabbatim says, you know, it only happens sometimes. It only happens sometimes. We're not even sure if it happened at all. He says, and you know there are sheets that hold chametz is bala. You don't have to do libun any time. So he says, I would logically say that you should be able to get away with libun kal, since it's only all oh, this is a chumrit. Maybe it happened in hetera bala. Maybe libun kal. He says the only problem is that the shari, that the primogadim says you do have to libun gamma. That this magarabam is libun gamma, and which is why the mishabur says you should do libun gamma. So the mishabur is saying even though you would think there's a lot of reasons here to say that you shouldn't have to do libun because maybe it touched, and even if it touched, it would only be a chumrit anyhow. He says, no, you have to leave him gone. Let's just... And the Shara team says all of that. Okay, he doesn't say the, the, the right Tashmish about it. He says, it's Eini Ben Yoyimur, and it maybe didn't touch it, and it's Heterobala. He says, I would logically... This is the Shara team saying, I would logically say that you should do leave him cow. He says, but Prim Gaza says, specifically on this Mangarabam, you have to leave him gone. Okay? So that's why in the Mishra says, just to leave him gone. Now, the Mangarabam has a second answer. Okay, the second answer is that when you have the, bed, the bread baking in the pan, the vapors that come out of that bread, the zeya, the, the, the reicha that comes out of that bread, is enough to make the cover need libun also. 
even though the first answer was that it touches it. The second answer was it doesn't touch it. But the vapors that come out is enough to make it considered to meet Libanosk. Okay? So what he's saying is, is that just like vapors from a liquid make you need to do Hagolah, so to vapors from a solid make you need to do Liban, which is a tremendous condition. It's prepared from many, many acronyms, including the Ramah himself, in Taras Hatta says not like that. Um, and it rolls way down, I mean, in, all over the place. And this, this answer of the Magan Avram, um, I should say the Mishabur brings the first answer of the Magan Avram. He does not bring this answer of the Magan Avram because it's not halacha. It's not. We don't. It's not accepted to do like that. And we talked about this before. The Hari this is a fairish did later on um, in Tav Samachal that says not like that Magan Avram. But that's not accepted. I'm saying the Mishabur doesn't bring that answer. He only brings the first answer, which is unless it touches. That's why you have to leave. Okay? That, that's for halacha as well. So I think we're going to now go backwards. In halacha Yudal, we can call it as well if you'd like. We talked about that. There's three, there's three levels of uh, vapors that come out of a liquid. We have the halacha Yudal is that hevlach kadeira. It's such a compacted amount of the, the vapors are so compacted and they're so in such a small area. It's considered like the cleavation itself. There's um, this regular zayah that comes out of a pot that hits something above it. Excuse me, which is considered zayah. It's considered like iru cleavation. And then there's a reicha, which is an even lower level, that it's um, just a vapor like coming out of a dry food. But that usually we say you don't have to cut ilachachiva, you shouldn't bake two foods together, but the evidence will be okay, and there's okay, all kinds of things that are okay. So there's a shayla that came up, um, came up, and that's what I'm talking about now, because it came up now, but it's a, it relates to this thing and very much connects to the, you'll see the rivash that has to do with this dinner of Zeah, which is like this. The shayla was whether... Um, if you have carbon dioxide that you use to, to put into a seltzer or into soda or something like that, whether whether for Pesach, whether there should be a problem for whether that stuff, should, whether it has to be kosher, there's such a thing to make it not kosher Pesach. We have one place. What? We have one place that's from there. We have one place that makes carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the people who make carbon dioxide. I'm no. talking about the people who use it. I'm talking about it's, it's uh, kidneys. It's kidneys. Uh, that's the carbon that's stuff that you put into the soda, you mean? I'm talking about the stuff you put into soda. I remember what uh, Rabbi Jerobo said about that. Right. He said he said it again. He said it's uh, you were. He said it's uh, it should be obvious. It's just it's just not in the mouth. It's if he would eat the uh, 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 comments. Uh, Air pizza and he grabs the same. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. So that, that's a very um, not halachic way of looking at things. Okay. So now, so let's see what the shilas. Okay. Let's see what the shilas. Okay. This this three ways three. I'm gonna make three groups of ways that you when sugar turns into alcohol, a byproduct of that fermentation is carbon dioxide. Okay, the sugar turns into carbon into alcohol and carbon dioxide. So, like when you make bread or um, beer or schnapps or ethanol, any of these kinds of things, when you're creating alcohol, a byproduct of turning sugar into alcohol is carbon dioxide. And it's, it's, it's fermentation of a fermentation. So when you ferment, bacteria makes the sugar into alcohol. When, well, the, the the yeast helps the sugar become alcohol. And, but it, it breaks down, if you want, you can see the chemical formula, it breaks the sugar into two things, alcohol and carbon dioxide. Okay. It's, it's a byproduct of the... Oh, that's a vapor. It's a vapor, yes. That's it's a vapor, yes. We'll get to how the capture in a second. Yes, that's one thing. That's, that's, that's one. The second thing is, when you burn things, okay, when you combust things, it creates carbon dioxide. So people die. That's, um, I don't know if that's why people die, but that, it's much, it's much, that's carbon monoxide. Okay, but it's more, carbon, carbon dioxide is much more famous um, for anybody who reads papers because of, it's supposedly what causes global warming, because that carbon dioxide, when you burn coal to make, 
energy that coal or the back of your car comes out of this carbon dioxide coming out. And according to those who agree with this, it's, it's creating uh, uh, a layer up in the atmosphere which is holding the heat in and blah, 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 etc. Because that's not for us. Okay? But that, that's a way to, that's another thing that creates carbon dioxide. And then there's the traditional, like, um, just in a lab that you can create it. Or when you make other reactions, it's a byproduct. In the lab, they can create it. You mix this and this and this together, and it creates carbon dioxide like anything else. Okay. So the last two are, of course, not negatives. They wouldn't become sick. The last two wouldn't be anything. And our focus is going to be on the first one, because if a guy's making bread, if you go past the bakery and it smells really good, it smells good because, it smells good because when they bake the bread, the carbon dioxide gets out and it has a smell to it. The yeast and the carbon dioxide are escaping and it has a certain smell to it. Okay, so when people catch that stuff, so you can smell the carbon dioxide. You can smell part of what you smell when you walk past a big commercial bakery, why it smells so good is because you're smelling it again. So it's not the. Uh, it's not just. I don't agree. It's a baker. It's not just the chocolate, right? One, one, the one from the accident is older. Has an older. I didn't say. I didn't say that. Part, part of the. Carrier. It's a carrier. I, okay, I'm, I can't say for sure. Part of the. When you bake bread. Okay. I mean, you breathe out carbon dioxide. Plants. You give out carbon dioxide. Yes. Yeah, so no, it's not. I'm sorry. No, I'm you, sorry. We do buy carbon dioxide. We give out the alcohol and carbon dioxide. I don't think it's breath smell, but not alcohol. Okay. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. Okay. Well, put that on the side because we're not Okay. Put on the side. Okay. The the when when the plants um when they capture carbon dioxide and they use it like to make soda, they it comes as a gas and they convert it into a liquid or into a solid. Okay, the solid is what we call dry ice. Okay, it's dry ice is solidified carbon dioxide, um, or as a liquid. Okay. Now the first sources <coughs> that there are about this are all like in the 1900s or early, right before the 1900s or just after the 1900s when this industry was first starting. Okay, you see, because I, I dealt with some people who work in this industry, and they tell me that when the they would explain to me how these things went, then you see that as the industry was starting, that's when there were two starting to that. That's when oh. carbonated beverages first started. Right. Well, I should say, I'm sure that the things like beer were around from before but the idea is to take the carbon dioxide and stick it into your into Pepsi, that was starting around that. So the in those truths that talk about it, the first truths that talk about it, or the one that I saw anyhow, all say that it's awesome. You know, using a pesa. I, I don't. The names are not. The names are in my papers upstairs. Okay, it's a bunch of none of the people there. How do they call carbon dioxide? What was their name? They use a German word for it. Um, I don't remember the word. It's upstairs. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, that footnote was not in there. Um, it's upstairs. So the 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 oh, they all assume that it's usher. If it comes from beer, it's usher. They don't even explain why. Right? It was like so obvious that it's usher. No, for pizza. Right. They assume that it's usher. They don't even they don't feel like they even have to explain why the thing should be usher. On the other hand, on the other hand, um, they asked Rishon Zalman. This question came up about thirty years ago. There was some kind of a problem in it to solve for pizza. Some kind of a problem, with a different problem. And they said, by the way, what about the carbon dioxide chip? There's a different problem with it. And from Zalman said, no, ridiculous, there's nothing wrong. Don't worry about it, it doesn't make a difference. Completely, not, don't think about it. So, um, we're going to see, if we go through the question, um, to where uh, Ray wrote over here was, it's a Not explaining a reason? Right. A was a little different kind, they're both right. Okay, those person were right, and from Zalman was right. Everybody's right. Okay, okay so now like this. So, in order, in order to get this, let's go back to something which is really the which is like this. Um, the, the truth and the reverse about there. It's a very uh, an important truth we talked about last time. Alcohol boils at 
about 173 degrees, and water boils at about 212 degrees. Okay, so someone came up with an idea that you can distill alcohol out of water. You make a, you make a, you ferment something, let's say you make wine, in the reverse case you make wine, and it's 13% alcohol. If you heat up that liquid to more than 173, but less than 212, what's going to happen is the alcohol is going to boil out, and the water is going to stay behind. And then if you catch those vapors and you cool them down, you're going to end up with something that has more alcohol than 13%. Instead of 13%, it'll be 40% or 60%, however, as much as you strengthen it, and you'll end up with a mixture that's higher alcohol content, what we call brandy. Okay? That's what, and the Shiloh to reverse was, is that stuff awesome? You made brandy out of stamyayin? Is it awesome or is it not awesome? What's the Shiloh? So he says, should you say, it, oh, here's the pot of brandy, and then there's an, in order for the brandy to go from here to being this, I'm sorry, the, the, from the wine to become brandy, it goes through, an, it's invisible, it becomes, it disappears. It's as if this is like coming from no place. We, you don't see a connection. This does not connect to this. There's no liquid connection. It's just there's a pot cooking over here, and over here there's another pot in which is all of a sudden it's magically filling up, filling up with a liquid that doesn't. It's not the same thing. It doesn't even taste the same. It has a different taste to it. So should we say that it has no connection to that thing? There's this invisible vapor that we know is not the same taste. It has a similar taste, right? But w- the truth is that in the Shiloh, we'll see in a second, he says it has no taste. Okay? I don't think that he means it so seriously. But So he says it goes from here to here, and there's no connection. Or do you say, come on, everyone can see that this thing is becoming this. It's, it's put into a, into, you know, a system, so it should become us. That, that was the Shiloh the Rebosh. And the Rebosh, um, which is written, if I, if I got my dates correctly. Is, is this a question? Yes. I don't, what, what's the challenge question? I mean, I mean, normally, we know Zaya, like the water. What, what is it, right? The Zaya goes up and it's like a dent. Somebody would say that, that, that if you see Zaya coming from a pot and it drops form and it came from nowhere, so why is it different? Is that you don't see Zaya in the... The answer is, the only reason you know that Zaya that condenses us is because of this Shuvah in the Rosh. The din in comes from this, the din in is from this in the Rosh, and a Rosh, who has the same Shaila, who, the Rosh is the Shuvah in, in the regular part of your day, in, you know, the Basel B'chol part, and the Rosh is in Hilchus Samyayim. That, that's where it comes from. Uh-huh. That, that's where it comes from. That you know it is from a Shuvah in the Rosh and the Rebosh. We're doing the Rebosh's Shuvah today, but the Rosh and the Rebosh is the same kind of a Shuvah. That's where it comes from. Okay, so the Rebosh says, that's why I'm telling you why it's such an important Shuvah. That's where the thing comes from. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Rebosh said, um, so the Rebosh said that, yes, it's awesome. He says, yes, it's awesome. And he brings, <coughs> one of his main lines is from Mishnah and Machshirin, okay, um, and the Mishnahites, they say that if you have a bathhouse, you have a bathhouse and there's, there's condensation on the walls, or you ha- I'm not I'm sorry, not a bathhouse, if you have a, okay, a bathhouse with condensation on the walls, that liquid that's there has the din of the water in the bathhouse. Because? Because of Whether it could be machshir for tumor, whether it is tumor, a bunch of different cases like that. And so he says, so you see that the, li- the vapors that are there, that are collecting, they're not coming from the, you know, they don't, they don't squirting it from the bathhouse up to there, just the bathhouse is hot and the, the walls and the windows are all full of liquid, that liquid is considered to have the din of what's inside of it. So you see that there's a connection from the, from the, the bed to the water that's over there, even though there's like this empty in-between, in-between it. Okay, that's what he said. But, the Mishnah said, if you have a cave, and in the cave there's connotation on the walls, that comes from, just from coldness, that does not, that's not considered to have a connection to anything. It's just, it's just modified, like, as if it's brand new water. That water does not have, we don't say that water is from someplace else, it's like brand new. So, if you would just look at the truth, just as, just like that, you would say, the reverse is maybe being machal between hot and cold. 
a cold condensation on the walls maybe doesn't count, and hot does count. If that would be true, if that's what it would depend on, hot and cold, then in our case it would be mutter. Because in our case, the vapors that come off, the carbon dioxide that comes off, comes off at ambient temperature. The fermentation happens at an ambient temperature, and those vapors that come off are coming off at an ambient temperature. So you would say, it's going off cold. So if you read the reverse just plain, just say who? It's just doing how between cold and hot, you would say, in our case it's cold. In cases of cold, it doesn't count. And in cases of only by hot, it doesn't count. But by distillation, then it counts. But by cold, it doesn't count. That's what you would, if you just read it straight. But the truth is, when you look better at the reverse, what he says, what it seems to me he's saying is like this. When you have a distillation, then there's a constant and steady flow of liquid from here to here. As this pot is getting lower, this pot is getting higher. It's, it's, a, it's a clear connection between them. There's a clear and steady connection from this pot to this pot. So you say, the fact that there's this in-between, you know, invisible in-between, but it's obvious that this is going into this, and therefore it's also. Okay? That, that's what it looks to me like in the reverse. In which case, in our case, the same thing happens. It's a cold thing, but the more you make beer, the more you get a collection of vapors on the other side called liquid carbon dioxide. So you do see a connection and it would be us. That, that's how it would seem. Now, this thing, in this reverse, also has another dinner shokhanar that talks about it in a, in a different context, which is like this. The, the din is, this is a gemara in Avod If you have a barrel of wine, and on top of the barrel, you put a loaf of bread. So the Gemara has a bunch of different cases. It depends if the, if the bread is hot or cold. It depends if the bread is wheat bread or barley bread. If the barrel is open or closed. A whole bunch of different cases. And in some cases, the bread becomes usher. And in some cases, the bread becomes mutter. Okay? The, the details are not important to us. But the Gemara has a bunch of cases. And in some cases, the bread is mutter. And in some cases, the bread is usher. Now, in that case, the barrel of wine is cold. It's cold. Just a barrel is just ambient temperature. So how does the time get from the barrel of wine into the bread that's sitting on the top? Okay. If you think the reverse means just hot and cold, here it's cold. How does the papers get into it? And the answer is, because it doesn't have to be hot. The point is, if you see a strong connection between the barrel and the bread, meaning because the bread has a time of the wine in it, then the, wine, the bread becomes like, it's what? But, you, but I'm saying, even though we would usually say Reicha is Lab Nosehi, in cases where there's a strong Reicha, Reicha, we had said last time, Reicha is Lab is only because Reicha is usually such a small amount that the amount is bottled into the other food. But if the Reicha is strong enough, that's what, if you get the right case, if the bread is the right kind and the barrel, all those trust and fight, it's going to be nice and time into the bread, and the bread's going to become also. So, there it's happening, there it's happening in, in coal, everything's cold over there. The reason it's happening is because if there's enough of a connection, then you do say it's, it's Asher's. No, it's not, it doesn't be Dr. Hot to Asher's. If there's enough of a connection, the time from here is going into the time over there, then it's going to ask the food. Okay, so now, now I have a question. There's, there's two ways to understand what the reverse is saying now. At the beginning of the Truva, the reverse says, in the Shaila, he's, and in the beginning of it, he says, he, call, he describes the brandy as being Holach, Taimoy, Rechoy, Umamoshoy. Okay? That this new stuff has nothing to do with the original one. It has no flavor connection to it. Holach, Taimoy, Rechoy, Umamoshoy. Okay, the two things like, have nothing to do, that's how we described it in the question and in the beginning, as if they have no connection to each other. In which case, you would say that what makes it, so why is it awesome? Why does he pass it? It's awesome because there's such a constant, steady flow from one to the other that this one becomes, it's obvious that this is coming from here and it becomes also. It's not because it has any time to it. Why in the case of the bread on top of the barrels of also? 
also for the same thing. It's just the, the fact that it's time, the time is not what's important, but the time tells us that there's a lot of vapor transferring from one to the other. But, but then, but that's one way to see the reverse. The other way is that at the end of the tshuva, or towards the end of the tshuva, the reverse says, his words are, that the brandy that you create has a certain amount of taste of the original wine, which anybody who drinks brandy would tell you that also, that has a certain amount of taste from the wine. It's not nothing. It has a taste from the wine. In which case, a kenzyme, it needs to have a tam in order... The only reason why the stuff on the other end, the brandy is also, is because, not just because it's a continuous stream, but because the brandy that's on the other side has a taste of the original stuff. But in brandy, you have some of the original wine in there also? Yes. Yes. See, uh, the way it works so is... You get the alcohol out of that. No, see, when you, when you make a distillation, distillation, even though it sounded like it's going to be perfect, it's not perfect at all. When you boil, let's say, raise up the wine to 180 degrees. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't happen that all the alcohol boils out and all the water stays still. If that would happen, schnapps would be 100% alcohol. It's not. It's only 40% alcohol. The reason is because together with the together with the alcohol that's boiling out, also boils out some water. It evaporates. Some water boils over, and some flavor carries over. Lots of things carry over. Yeah, not, they don't just take wine and put in some wine. You know. Okay. It, the only only wine part that's present in the brandy is because it came over with the with the distillation process, not that they have wine, I don't know, they put wine. No, 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 no. It's what mm-hmm. carries over. No, what, all, all that goes into is what carries over. It, it, but what boils out is, well, the alcohol boils out because you're over 173. Well, much of the alcohol. Some of the water is already evaporating. It's also starting to transfer. And the time, usually the flavor components boil at the lowest temperature. They're also passing over. So there's lots of things passing over to the other side, and then you usually have to distill something more than once to get it to the... 40, 50, 60% you want. The first time you get it, you'll get it to 20, 30%. Then you do it again to 40, 50, you get it to the amount that you like it to. And then you boil it, the distillation happens more than once, even to get it there. It's, it's not as perfect as you would imagine. They say, oh, I put it to 180 degrees, all the alcohol goes, all the water stays gone. It, it doesn't work like that. It's not as, as exact as that. Okay, so, so the brandy does have time of the original thing, and that's, that's part of its feature, that it, tastes, it has a certain amount of that wine taste to it, but it's more alcoholic, so it has, you know, it has what you, whatever you're looking for. So, which would sound like that it is important to have time of the other food, which would be the way we would usually think. Usually, in order to say this is the issue from here, transfer to over here, you would think that you have to have time transfer over. And it would go well with the Gemara that says by the bread, that the bread is only also if it tastes, it has the time of the wine in it. Okay? So now I'm going to pause this for a second now and go back to the, to the carbon dioxide. The, the people in the industry said something like this. About 100 years ago, they figured out how to collect these vapors and to um, condense them into a liquid or into a solid. Okay? That's what they figured out about 100 years ago. They said to me, the, I, the ways of purifying that stuff weren't invented to the 1950s, 1960s. And they were convinced that in, in, the ni- in 1900, when somebody would make carbon dioxide, there would be plenty of carryover of taste. If you think about it, the guy's making schnapps, and the vapors are pouring out of, the, out of his building, okay? and someone's capturing those vapors and condensing the, liquid into liquid car- the vapors into liquid carbon dioxide. They assumed that there would be a fair amount of carryover of taste also in those vapors. So when you came to people a hundred years ago and said to them, should this carbon dioxide have the din of hummus? It came from a beer. In their cases, it came from beer. Should we treat it like hummus or should we not treat it like hummus? So they said, you took, you're, you're making a pot of beer. 
Vapors are going down and collecting in a pot someplace else as a liquid carbon dioxide. And that liquid carbon dioxide, you can't taste it. It would freeze your mouth. But you, that stuff is known to have a certain carryover of taste from it. So, it's, of course, it's also. You don't have to explain to you why it's also. It's, it's like all the cases we just talked about. It's like making brandy out of schnapps. It's you like know, it's making... It's not boiling. It's not a So, I don't think that according to the reverse, the important... the crucial. No, no, I don't mean that. You think the taste would carry over even though it wasn't too boiling. It's something else. It's just... It's just... Just because... Just like in the, just like the case, just like the case of the bread sitting on top of a barrel, Tom can transfer even though there was no heat, because if the if the situation is set up just so, I can. Yeah, it's not vapors emitting. It's 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 a it's a fermentation process with with the bacteria. And vapors are coming out. Vapors are rising out of the uh -huh. thing, and they're carrying with them not just the carbon dioxide, other things are traveling also. Just like when you have a barrel of wine, there's not there's not even any fermentation going on. So what's rising up? Just, just, and they're just coming out. And if you, if the Gemara says, if you make it just so, the barrel sealed, and the bread is this kind of bread, whatever it is, if you, if you set it up just so, enough will carry over to be nice and common to the bread. What you have to do, but something you have to do. So over here also, there's going to be a carryover. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was then. So by then, it was partially the thing should be also. Okay, it was just, it was like, why shouldn't this stuff be also? Then, but then came the 1950s and 1960s. Now they have, they told me, there are four ways that they purify the carbon dioxide to get rid of all that carryover. Okay, three of the methods that they use are while it's still a vapor, before it turns into a liquid, and the fourth is after it's liquefied, they have a, that's the fourth one is done then. So, so think about it like this now. Now you have, by the time it's a liquid, it's already been purified three times, and after the liquid gets purified again. Mm -hmm. So that means, in our, in our days, when you walk into a place that makes carbon dioxide, if you were to taste that stuff, it has no taste. It has no carry, anything from the original thing is gone. So, why the person said 100 years ago to us so that's easier to understand. But nowadays, so now it's going to depend how you understood what the important part of the reverse was. Of course, if you think that the reverse just meant that there has to just be a steady connection from the Isser to the new pot of stuff that's collecting over here, as long as you see just a steady connection, you see going from here, and, all of a sudden, and this pot is filling up, then you'll say, even though there's no one seen this time, you'll say, if, if you understood the reverse like that, then as long as there's a steady connection without any, you know, even without the seen this time, then you'll let, you would ask it. So then in our case also, that's what's going on. We have a steady connection. The guys are, you know, making, a, making beer, and over there, there's a bottle of, of liquid carbon dioxide that's filling up over here. So you would say that would be awesome. But if you say, which it seems, which some time would be saying, which is that in order to make it awesome, not only does it have to be a steady connection, but it's got to have a time to it also. Like the Gemara says, another deserve about the bread. It's got to have a time to it. Or like the reverse himself says, that the, that the brandy has a time of the original thing that it came from, which is where we usually work with Isser, is that for the Isser to transfer from here to here, it has to be the as time. Then you say, just because there's a steady connection, but there's no time to this thing, this thing, this carbon dioxide doesn't taste anything like the, the thing that it came from originally. So in, in, in that case, then you would say, that it's not us. The fact that there's just a connection, there's an observable connection, that this is, this is making, and all of a sudden this part is filling up more and more, excuse me, would not be enough to ask us about that. Okay, that, that's how I would see what they're saying. Why they asked us 100 years ago, that's easy for me to understand. Why would we, nowadays, what the deal will be nowadays, would depend on how you understand what's the crucial part of what the reverse is trying to say. Okay, that's, that's all I'm saying. So I, now, now I'm going to put, stop for a second, or stop completely, and go to just the side point, which is, I uh, ask some other people what they do, okay, and I'll give you a drop of the materials in a second. Um, and the people I ask, um, the OU, and the ADA, and the Hisafis Rabbonim, all say that they don't allow people to use carbon dioxide to pay for if it came from Hamas or from Kittyas. They all say they wouldn't, Hamas or from Kittyas they wouldn't use. Um, 
with varying degrees of how seriously they take that. Okay? The OU is the company for a letter, saying, give us a letter that didn't come from Muhammad's kidneys. And the Hisaf, where, where did I get it from? Now? Sugar. Sugar. I, I told you, you can get it from sugar? combustion. You can get, you can get, uh, we'll get to that in a second, all this practical side. You can get it from lots of other, your, there are other fermentations that you can get it from that would not be, you can get it from artificial. You can get it from wine. You know what? To get it from wine too. Well, it have to be kosher wine then. Okay, so, so you're around in that, Um, okay, hold it, you thought for a second, just hold that for one second. And, and, and the, A, the, um, and the doctor said they, they have research into their suppliers and they know where they get it from. They didn't explain to me. How how they do that? In, no, is it a letter? They send a letter. And the ADA, the ADA, from what I heard from the ADA, is that they're very mapped on it. Again, I don't know how much they probe, but from the way they describe to me how much they do about it, it sounds like they took it very seriously. Okay, on the on the opposite extreme, in the opposite extreme. Now, none of these people, none of those three people that I spoke to, were able to tell me, or that I indirectly spoke to, were able to tell me whether their Rava Machshir, their Bezdin, their Paisik had made a formal decision that you need that. None of them were able to say that. They all said they do it. But they couldn't tell me whether it was a formal, official psaq that you needed. Is it a chumrah? Did the people who run Hashkacha on their own just decide to do it? It wasn't clear to me whether, you know, how they came to that decision of what they do, that wasn't clear to me from any of those places. Did anybody say comments? No, kidneys, yes? The opposite extreme. The opposite extreme. The opposite extreme. I've been working on this for a while. It was negated to one of our companies. We'll tell you about that Okay. The 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 opposite extreme. Rabbi Heinemann said that there was a time that he was mocked on it, but he as we. He reconsidered, and he can't see anything wrong with this thing at all. And he doesn't care if it's harmless, kidney, he doesn't care anything. I said, do you mind if we say that over here? He said, no problem, everything's fine. It can't, can't be a thing wrong with this stuff. It's just a, a, a reicha, it's just a, just a ear, and the ear can't be us. And then the, the middle is the CRC, um, who for the past couple of years has had the following policy, which was we would not let a company send us from harmless, but from kidneys we would take it. We would take it from kidneys. And within that, all we did was we asked the company for a letter. We also did this letter kind of a thing. Um, and the way I understand it, the way I'm understanding it, I did not finish speaking to Schwartz about it, but my little bit of my speaking from so far is that um, it might be mother and din altogether. Chumad depends on people don't want to have carbon. They don't want to sit at the Seder and drink seltzer made out of Chumad. So, therefore, we have to do something about that. that, that's, that's I, I can't say that's 100% what he said, but that's the... Uh, we were holding it. That's what I should say. Okay, now. So you think we should be certifying our, our common agriculture to pay something? Well, we don't think it's certified to pay something. They make it from alcohol, mm-hmm. ethanol, from corn. corn. Okay. So we would let, okay, whether we certify or not, maybe that's another step. Now, it happens to be like this. The, <laughs> the guys in the industry said to me like this. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are many more people, there are many more people making, no. making carbon dioxide, many more people making carbon dioxide than need it. Okay? Play, in other words, every, every bakery and beer manufacturer and schnapps, everybody who's, there are lots of people who, who are creating carbon dioxide more than, than theoretically would be needed to fill up all the soda bottles and stuff like that. So what goes on is that the, the way the industry works is that it's the people who want it who collect it. It's not that the guy who makes, be, who makes alcohol, who makes schnapps, who says, hmm, I'm going to collect my carbon dioxide and sell it to somebody. It's not worth it for him. Somebody who wants to buy carbon dioxide, or like our company who wants to sell carbon dioxide, goes and says, could you do me a favor? Can I collect your, can I collect your vapors and turn them into carbon dioxide? It's, they're the people who go after this. That's negated us as follows. It means is that the fact that in the past few years a zillion ethanol plants have opened up doesn't mean that there's now lots of ethanol carbon dioxide coming to people. 
the people who are buying the carbon dioxide may be set up with the people who they buy it from. They're not, it's not like whoever makes carbon dioxide is whoever has a plant that produces vapors of carbon dioxide is collecting it and trying to sell it. It's not like people who make milk, who make cheese, that they will have weight. They're trying to sell their weight. I, I, would, Here imagine, it's people, yeah. I would imagine that the, the companies, whoever allows them to do it, charges them for it. I'm not talking about where they charge them at. I mean, maybe once not there's a bigger market, you know, these guys also want to make an extra buck. But, but I'm saying to you, I'm saying to you is that it's not, it's, but it's, the way they said it is, it's not set up at this time. It's not that when I build an ethanol plant, I make a carbon dioxide collection that's a part of building the plant and then try to sell somebody. Of course, I understand that. If somebody will come to you and say, can I buy, can I buy your carbon dioxide? Can I set up this collection? Well, you every company tries to make another buck? Yes, I'm sure they charge them for it. But, but, but I think they're not experts at it. I think our, like, our company just attached themselves to a corn, a corn facility right. and probably went over to them and said, we, we're going to build this. And they made a contract where you don't have to pay a lot for it probably. I understand, but my point is, is that the fact that 10 new plants, ethanol plants open up today doesn't mean that all of a sudden the business is going to lean more in their direction. The people who have been buying it will keep on buying it from where they will. It's not, it will eventually spread to them, but it's not a automatic that now there's more of it around to buy from. Okay, now one more thing is that what's changed since the olden days is that the, the early Jews all talk about buying it from beer. That's what people talk about, so I say they get it from beer. And my understanding from the beer companies is that beer companies all collect their carbon dioxide and none of them sell to anybody else. Because what they do is they collect it themselves and re-inject it into their product. Okay, so they're, the beer companies, I don't know what they used to do 100 years ago, but their business now is they all, they're collecting the carbon dioxide. They're all doing that, but not to sell somebody else. They want to re-inject it into their product. Somehow it's good for the processing to take it out in the beginning and later to re-inject it. It's naturally forming. It's like champagne. You know, when you make champagne, the, the bubbles naturally are there. So instead of letting it fade, they're, they're taking it out and then re-injecting it. They don't sell to anybody else. So, so the Shiloh for us, us more is not the beer companies, it's more the schnapps companies. That's more the Shiloh now. They're 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 it could be. It could be they're buying extra also. That could be. But there, in other words, beer, which is of all these things, for us, the most Shiloh, the most serious common Shiloh we have is the beer. I don't think that anybody buys it from bread companies. I can't say that for sure. Um, but beer companies are not selling their carbon dioxide to other people. That, that's not what's going on here, what was going on 100 years ago. I think they're only doing a place with large quantities. Only build some, uh, you know, equipment to process carbon dioxide. It places large quantities of carbon dioxide, okay. which probably wouldn't be baking bread or, you know, well, like a corn, whole corn processing. It's really people who bake bread produce lots of carbon dioxide. I don't think it's collected. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Okay. But I don't think that it's, because it's, it's, it's going through the same reaction, the same, Every bread you bake, there's corn, you process tons of corn. Naturally. How much bread do you make? All day baking bread. I, I don't know how near the tonnage of... Okay, so the thing is that the hummus potentially comes from schnapps. Schnapps, Baruch Hashem, in America is more corny than it is hummusy. It would more likely to have that. It would be more kidneys. But anyhow, okay, that's resolved.